Good morning. We were asked uh, to mention to you why or how it was that we came to uh, choose our topics for our theses as we did. Uh, and I would have to say that, that I think rather than my choosing a topic, my topic chose me. When I was in graduate school and had finished my coursework, uh, I was approached by one of my professors in the German department uh, by the name of Horst Jarka. And he said that he had uh, been talking to Kay Ross Toole from the, the history department at the university. And um, Ross Toole told him that um, there was a German newspaper uh, that had been published around the time of World War I. And uh, it was kept at the Montana Historical Society in Helena. And he asked uh, Horst Jarka if he had uh, any graduate students in German uh, whom he thought would um, be interested in or able to go to Helena to look at the paper and study it as a thesis topic. So when Horst Jarka told me about it, I jumped at the opportunity, um, especially since I did need a topic to write a thesis on. Um, so uh, it was possible for me to come to Helena, uh, and my new husband and, and I at the time uh, went uh, to Helena and stayed in my parents' house. They were uh, spending the, the winter in California, so I was able to go to the Historical Society and read the newspapers. Um, what was really interesting to me when I went there is that I expected the newspapers to be on at least microfiche stored on microfiche, but it was the they had the actual newspapers themselves, um, and they were fairly delicate. I had to handle them in a certain way, but it was interesting to actually read the papers that much after the fact that they were um, published. Um, they were in German and. Uh, they were written in old German script, which is difficult to read, but I got a lot of practice. <laughs> so I, I managed to, to read the information. So um, that's how that happened. So uh, my thesis examined uh, the uh, uh, German Americans uh, in Montana as represented by their newspaper, the Montana Staatszeitung, which translates as Montana State Newspaper. Uh, the, the Germans in uh, Helena were good citizens and they um, attempted to uh, preserve their cultural heritage and their language through um, organizations that they belonged to, through their churches, and uh, through businesses that they supported. Uh, the Montana Staatszeitung was the voice for these people and um, it came under great pressure during uh, the war and ultimately was forced to close down. Uh, publishing a newspaper uh, in America in German while this country was at war with Germany proved to be an impossible task for its editor, um, Karl Weiss, and the paper closed down in 1917. Anti-German uh, American sentiment uh, grew at a fast pace and the German Americans uh, here uh, were, although the vast majority of them were very loyal citizens, they were persecuted simply um, by virtue of their ethnic origin. Patriotism and Americanism um, swept the country at a feverish pace, uh, never to be felt again with such intensity. And um, to quote something from, from Chuck's uh, thesis, um, 
the uh, changing attitudes uh, reveal the most spectacular uh, reversal of judgment in the history of American uh, nativism at that time. So to give you a general idea of how many German Americans were in the country, uh, between 1850 and 1950, uh, the United States had the third largest German-speaking population. Um, in 1914, approximately 14% of the population were German-speaking. And uh, in uh, 1915, a quarter of all high school students study the German language. In 1917, the, um, the membership in the Socialist uh, Party in this country uh, was, drew their, they drew their membership, uh, approximately 40% of them from foreign federations. Also in about 1914, I believe it was, there were 537 German newspapers in the country and many of them were subsidized by the breweries, uh, which of course was a problem as, as we got closer to prohibition. Uh, so in Helena, uh, German Americans uh, were, um, they were joiners. They loved, they loved uh, what we call in German Vereine, which are organizations, uh, clubs, uh, orders. Uh, they liked belonging to groups of people. They had, there were military uh, societies, uh, singing societies, um, musical organizations, cultural organizations. They even had their own bowling league. Um, so uh, the Montana Staatszeitung uh, was the most resilient of all the German newspapers. There were minor ones in, uh, that, that didn't last long. Uh, or weren't published for very long in, in other cities, uh, Helena as well as Great Falls, Butte, and Missoula. But uh, the, as I say, the Montana Staatszeitung was the most resilient of what some people call the um, sauerkraut press. Um, the circulation numbers uh, were, uh, to give you an example, uh, in 1890, there were 2,100 subscriptions to the newspaper. Uh, in 1905, that went up to 2,200, uh, and that was the highest amount. Then in 1910, there were 1,800 subscriptions and 1,400 in 1915. So it went down and then, of course, it disappeared. The Montana Staatszeitung was published between 1886 and 1917. <coughs> In 1888, uh, one Lambert Negle came from Minneapolis to run the newspaper. And he changed the paper's uh, name from the Montana Freie Presse, meaning free press, to the Montana Staatszeitung in 1889. Uh, he, his, it was his hope to uh, increase the, uh, the standard, to raise the standard of the newspaper such that it would last and be able to compete with other uh, English-speaking newspapers in the area, and he actually did quite a good job of it because it did last for about 30 years. Um, in 1895, he uh, moved and sold the newspaper to his son, uh, Fred Negley, or Fritz Negley. Um, and I don't know if 
uh, I remember growing up here in the 60s and I went to school with a couple of Negleys and uh, there was the Negley Printing Company and I don't know if that still is functioning here or not, but it's, no, no. but it was a very old company nevertheless. Um, so in, um, Fritz uh, took over the paper in 1895 and in 1908 he uh, sold it uh, to the Montana Staatszeitung Publishing Company, uh, which was a consortium of German families who bought into it and, and bought and sold, sh sold shares in the company. So. Um, he was the publisher until, and editor until uh, 1908. Uh, at the time, uh, at that time, uh, Bernhard Bauerschmidt became the editor. And um, when I was doing my research, um, and I, I dug up my thesis from a box and found um, a letter in it, which I had completely forgotten about, and it, it brought brought back a memory of um, when I was doing my thesis. As in, is the case with all of us, um, we didn't have computers, we didn't have internet or Google, so we had to do everything the old-fashioned way. So somehow, I managed to find the address for um, Marie Bauerschmidt, the widow of the the, uh, the longest-running editor of the newspaper. She lived in Portland, Oregon. I have no idea how I found her address. But I wrote to her, asking her if she could give me any information about her husband or the newspaper. And she kindly wrote back to me and said no, she was, she was quite old and her eyesight was bad and she couldn't remember any details. But uh, she and her husband had moved to Portland in 1923 um, and she was, wished me luck with my endeavors. Um, and it occurred to me then that that was in 73, so that was 50 years before. So, of course, she was an old woman, and it made sense that she wouldn't have any information for me. Uh, nevertheless, Mr. Bauerschmidt was the editor until 1916, and he left, and uh, a Dr. Carl Weiss moved from Seattle to Helena to run the paper and to be the manager of the publishing company. And it was with... Um, uh, Dr. Carl Weiss, uh, and between Carl Weiss and uh, Will Campbell, was the uh, war of words basically through the editorials of the newspaper. And uh, the paper ultimately closed down in 1917. Uh, it, it was impossible to continue to publish a newspaper in German when we were at war in Germany, so with Germany. So uh, for various reasons the paper could not continue. Uh, there was censorship, the high price of newsprint, uh, paper was expensive. Uh, there was a uh, non-payment of subscriptions. A lot of people didn't pay their, keep up with their subscriptions. And Carl Weiss asked them in the paper to please pay their subscriptions because they were lacking in funds. And I'm sure that some of the families were uh, uh, intimidated and they felt it was a stigma to re receive a German newspaper at that time. Uh, and finally, um, the advertisers were targeted and boycotted in many cases, so they stopped advertising in the newspaper. Um, Will Campbell would say, write things in the Independent, for example, 
um, he would write, how could a 100% American business support uh, an instrument of the German spy system in the United States, um, which was kind. So um, ultimately the, the paper stopped uh, publication and the last copy of the paper came out on September 27, 1917, and that was almost exactly 100 years ago today.